Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, welcome to episode 14. I am here again with my friend, Lynn Breeden. And I actually want to start out by sharing how instrumental she is in GPS Hope being around. If you've heard me much or read much of what I've written, quite often I will talk about how I didn't want to be around other parents who had lost a child. I did, but I didn't. (laughs) I felt like I needed some sort of support or some sort of somebody who got it. But at the same time, I didn't necessarily want to go to a conference or go to meetings because I was such a mess. I thought I would walk into this place and be with a bunch of people who were a mess like me and it would be morbid and I would Mm -hmm. leave feeling worse than I went. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of avoiding it for a while. And then I felt the Lord start speaking to my heart. He was showing us that this was going to become a ministry for us to reach out to other grieving parents. And I realized I can't do it if I haven't been on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking for a conference I could go to. I preferred something that was Christian mm-hmm. that would bring my faith into it and my belief of the Lord in that. And so God brought me to a conference under Umbrella Ministries, it's called, and found out there was this conference in Indiana that was like three, four hours away. So I went ahead and signed up for it Mm -hmm. and showed up at this conference, checked into my hotel on Friday, and pretty soon my phone rings in my hotel room, and it was Lynn saying, you're here, you want to come down and have supper with us? So that was the beginning of Mm -hmm. what we had no idea (laughs) was going to be a wonderful friendship. Yes. See, I, yes. <laughs> I'm tearing up already, <laughs> um, and it's just been precious. We've done a lot together yeah. over the last uh, three years or so, mm-hmm. and traveled together even, and all kinds of things that God has put us together for. And going to this conference, what it did was I realized how healing and wonderful it was to be mm-hmm. around a bunch of people that were a mess like me. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it actually did the opposite. And I realized I've got to I've got to do this. I've got to I've got to have some conferences to figure out how to do this mm-hmm. so that other grieving parents could experience what I experienced and have that thought or myth kind of broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that actually kind of leads into what we're going to be talking about which is the topic of I'm afraid to enjoy life without my child. Because being at that conference and being with other parents who have lost a child, we all get it. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to, you can take your mask off. Mm -hmm. You can be real. If something triggers, you can cry. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to apologize. You don't have to excuse yourself. Someone will just hand you a tissue, maybe put an arm around you, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you laugh, you don't have to apologize for laughing because we're usually all laughing together. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's laughter that people who haven't lost a child wouldn't understand. But we get it. And Mm -hmm. this was funny. So it's actually uh it's it's been a wonderful thing and and so i 
I feel like that was just a huge piece that God used, Lynn, to move us forward in, in what we're doing with GPS Hope. So talking about the laughing, I'll start with that. Some parents really struggle with the thought of laughing or going somewhere enjoyable or being happy for a few minutes. It's like, oh my goodness, how can I be happy? My child died. My mm-hmm. child's not here. What, What's wrong with me? I can't be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that true? Yes, that's really true. Yeah, it's very true. And I, I know that from so many women, you know, that I get to talk mm-hmm. to because I, I hear that often. And for me, I don't I don't remember feeling that. It's been a lot of years ago for me, so a lot of what I went through in those few years, I'm kind of numb to. They they were so consuming and so hard that I don't have lots of memories from it. I've gone back and read things and I've thought I don't have any memory of that. I don't remember that at all and I think that's probably God's way of um, protecting us yes. to a degree yes. um, I think um, 32 years later you know I, I don't have memories of that I don't remember and I don't know if I maybe really didn't experience that and maybe that was because that's not part of my personality I don't mm-hmm. I don't tend to feel that way and I had children that were young, three and a half and seven. And so I had to continue on and I didn't want them to see that when I grieved. I I couldn't, I mean, you can't hide your grief. Mm-hmm. You, it is right. what it is. Right. But um, I tried to hide the, the more painful things from them because I didn't want them to be worried about mommy. And I didn't want them to have anxiety about right. is mommy falling apart or is she, you know, what's going on with mommy. So I tried to be normal. And that, you know, that's all relative, you know. I and mean, I, young children just naturally bring laughter. They do. They are entertaining. They are, absolutely. So if you can <laughs> lean into that, sure. Um, I, I think for us, too, I, I don't specifically remember having moments, but I think some of that for me was because there was so much laughter in the memories as like we were putting memory boards together and those kinds of things and you'd come across a picture and we'd all laugh and I think for me and I and I'm not saying it wasn't painful and I went to a a very dark 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 place um, like all of us do but I think because at the very beginning we allowed laughter in mm-hmm. in our memories of her and then having grandchildren and all of that, that it wasn't something that I personally struggled with. But like you, I've heard from so many who yes. do that they just feel so guilty about that. And we want to give you permission to laugh. That's right. And I, you know, I think sometimes you have to watch the people you're surrounded by. Yes. You know, I think sometimes those feelings come because somebody is making you feel that way. Yes. You're having to excuse yourself for that. And sometimes it is just your own I, internal. I internal I shouldn't be happy because mm-hmm. my child is hurt is is mm-hmm. dead. You know, how do I how do I rationalize that? How do yeah. I um, put that into perspective? But I think for for me I had a really good support system. I wish that I had had people around me that had lost a child. I didn't Mm -hmm. at that time. I do now. I have so Mm -hmm. many like you um, that we can talk about this and you get it. And that's really important to have somebody there that gets it, that can say, you're not, you know, crazy. You're not this. You are. It is okay to laugh. It is okay to feel what you feel. And it's okay to be in a dark place as well. Mm -hmm. Um, As hard as that is and as much as we want it out of it, it's okay to 
be there. Um, right. I, and I think some people connect that if I'm happy again, I'm afraid I'm going to forget my child. Right. I'm going to leave true. my child behind. And so as long as I'm hanging on to this grief and sadness, mm-hmm. somehow it connects me to my child. And that is all part of the fears that we're talking yes. about because that, that we're afraid. And this is a journey we've never been on. And most of us don't know anybody who has. And so we're kind of isolated a little bit in this. We don't know what's normal and what's right and everybody around us is celebrating their children and we're trying to celebrate the ones we have but we are grieving so desperately for yes. the one we've lost and there's no pat there's no and at that time for there's me no there, grid there was no grid no. and for me there was no social media so there wasn't even mm. anything to read which I, might have been a good thing in some ways <laughs> might have been you're right because you some know, things I, are really dark out there from parents they, who've lost a child and are. that's what you can't gravitate to it's so you've got to gravitate to those who are giving hope that's right and that are saying you know like your ministry from morning to dancing mm-hmm. it's possible yes. to go from surviving to thriving that's right you're gonna be okay yes. you will get through this yes and, and there will be um, a bright light on the other end of and it's of not this a truck journey and it's not a truck <laughs> and um and it isn't a place where you're ever going to forget your child because you're exactly not. your child just walks this with you and um it it really does get easier you mm-hmm. know it, it never goes away you'll never be over this as mm-hmm. people say but it will get better because you'll learn how to cope with it better and, and you will right. be okay on the other side. And I think so many of the places, all you hear is just all of the hopelessness mm-hmm. and the suicide yes. and all the stuff that goes into this for moms who are grieving the loss. And um, I just want to breathe hope into yes. you that 32 years later, I do have a life and it is mm-hmm. bright. And, and it, it didn't take good. 32 years either, did it? It didn't take 32 years to get here. No, I, you know, I, it, it didn't take long, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but when, yeah, when you really lean hard. into that and you, and mm-hmm. you give yourself permission. Correct. And I think about, uh, we talked in the last podcast about being okay, our children not wanting us to continue in that darkness, like for the rest of our lives, because right. because. I know for me, I felt it was like I, I felt like I was just a shell, like an empty shell, like I had died with my child. Mm-hmm. And I, it was for me, I refused to live the rest of my life that way. That's it was right. like, I, I can't, I don't want to live the rest of my life in a shell waiting to die. I that's don't right. know how long that's going to be. And mm-hmm. I have the seed of hope in me. And it's this didn't blindside God. It He didn't <laughs> reach right. his limit no, with Becca's right. death. Oh, I can't help you. So there had to be way out. And I had to fight for it. I mean, there were times I lost the fight, but it's worth fighting for. It is. It's worth fighting to get out of the darkness and out of the grief and thinking that the sadness and the grief is what attaches us to our child once again it's perspective Mm -hmm. it's impossible I mean we'll ease your mind right now it is impossible to forget your child not going to happen not going to happen so you don't need that grief and sadness to attach yourself to them and if you think about it wouldn't you rather have the happy and the memories and the fondness and the warm heart feeling when you yes. think of your child and laughter yes. and laughter and having that be what connects you to your child absolutely not the grief and the darkness and just waiting to be done here and asking mm-hmm. God to end your life 
because you just can't be here without your child. And you and I have both been there. Yes, we have. We know that kind of darkness, so we're not discounting that. And we know that that just comes on you at the beginning. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is. Mm -hmm. But our encouragement is to not stay in that place once you can... Once you start being able to make those choices, do mm-hmm. I get out of bed or do mm-hmm. I just throw the covers up again and cry so, myself back to sleep for the next three hours? Yes. <laughs> Even if that's all Basic. you do, that's right. just take one step one forward, step. no matter how tiny it is. I'm going to sit in a chair by the window today and soak up the sun. That's right. I'll cry by the window today instead of in my bed. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> And that seems so small and so funny even, but it's not. It's real. It's, it is. It's real. It yeah. is. It's, yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. But you don't have to feel like that that sadness mm. has to stay with you because you're afraid you're going to forget your child if, if you start enjoying life again. That's right. One of the illustrations that you know I have is Becca's leg. Mm-hmm. because uh, for those that may be listening to this for the first time, our daughter Becca, when she was three, she had cancer and went through nine months of chemotherapy and had her leg amputated because it was bone cancer in her leg. So she grew up with a prosthesis, and I have her original little three-year-old prosthetic leg. It's a little thing, and I actually travel with it because it's such a good illustration of what we're going through because having our child die is like having a very part of our being was amputated from us. And the thing is, we'll never be the same. We will not be the same. That part of us is cut off from us. It's permanent. But the thing is, it's not permanent to the point where we can't figure out how to live with that piece of us missing. And there will always be reminders. You know, every day Rebecca had to decide if she was going to put on her leg or not. Mm-hmm. There were all kinds of things that came along with an amputation. Day by day, hour, I mean, it was a constant reminder to her and the rest of us that she didn't have a leg. Right. There, it was impossible to forget because mm-hmm. that piece of her was missing. Mm-hmm. But she still lived a very fulfilled life. She figured out how to live life with that piece of her missing. And she thrived. And that's she even laughed. Oh, my, yes. (laughs) Yes, she didn't run like the other kids. She couldn't keep up with the other kids. There were things that she couldn't do when other kids were doing them. And then there were times that she would adapt and figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's very much like us in that sense that we can learn how to live a fulfilled life and a life of joy. And it's still going to be a life of heartache. We're going to have those grief triggers and... But it's impossible to forget. That's right. And so don't feel like you have to hang on to that darkness as your connection with your child. You already said that you don't remember a time like when you feel guilty for laughing. And I, you know, I, I think I'm like you. I think I... It's like I vaguely remember in my head, it seems like there was a time where... I kind of made a mental note that I felt like, wow, life is kind of good again. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember what that specific thing was, but it just seems like somewhere in that, I did have a conscious thought that I had gotten to a place where life is starting to get good again. Mm-hmm. And so just encouraging you with that, that it can happen. And I end yes. every podcast, you'll hear me say it at the end of this one, but a lot of people like to use the acronym for hope, hold on, pain ends. Mm-hmm. That's so not true for us. No, it's not. But what I say is hold on, pain eases. Yeah, it does. Because like you said, it will get better mm-hmm. if we let it. 
That's right. It will get better. And you hear people say, oh, pain eases with time. The grief will, and I, I don't agree with that. I don't either. I, I think that um, time, you learn how to cope in time. But my child is still as gone today as he was on October 23rd, 1987. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, Time just gave me the opportunity to cope with it, um, but it, it didn't take it away. No. Right, and I think part of the key to that is what you do with that time. That's right. What you do in that yeah, time. The I choices so. that you make mm-hmm. is going to have a lot to do with the pain easing. Mm-hmm. Is It's not time itself. No. It's, it's what not. you do with that time. Yeah, and I think that as you um, do things in memory of your child, um, like morning to dancing, it's it's an it wouldn't even be a ministry if I hadn't lost Joel if yes. Joel hadn't um, hadn't died and so um, it's what you do with it and and for me there's a comfort and I, I know we've had this conversation many times there's comfort for us in being a part of something that is encouraging somebody else that's walking the same road and so to be able to um, to be able to take Joel's memory and to use it for good um, is a comfort there there's so much in that and so that's a good use of your time you know to be yes. able to reach out or or to be there when somebody needs you or to just ha- affirm somebody else's pain and that that seems to bring a measure of healing it does when when you can walk with someone else mm-hmm. for some reason it just it's like it just washes a little bit of that pain it just brings a little more healing it does um, to us. the first um, at the beginning, and a lot of people don't do this mm-hmm. because they don't want to relive their experience. Uh, yes, and yes. there are many who don't want to even talk about their experience. They mm-hmm. will acknowledge that their child is gone, but they don't want to relive that mm-hmm. um, that time. And for me, I've learned that the more I tell the story, the easier the story becomes to, in the telling. And um, my story, if it will help somebody else, um, then it's it's worth telling the story. And, and uh, to be very honest, the first few times I told the story, it was so painful. And mm-hmm. I thought, there's no way I could do this in public. I can barely do it right. one-on-one without crying through the whole thing. But each time I did, it got a little bit easier. And I could see that it helped somebody to hear what I went through, helped somebody go through what they were. It affirmed their own pain. It affirmed that they're going to be okay again. Um, Through my story, there was hope for somebody else. Well, to me, that's worth telling the story as often as I need to, Mm -hmm. um, if it can help somebody. And in that, helping somebody, you see that, and and it is healing. There's so much healing in that. And God designed us that way. Yes. We had talked about in the last episode about our children that have passed, how they would feel about our just hanging on to that sadness and hanging on to being afraid of letting it go because it means we're letting go of our child. And I was thinking about how even, I'm sure you already mentioned in the last episode how your kids don't like to see you sad. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, kids don't like to see mom or dad sad. Right. They don't like to see that something is wrong. And, and their little innocent hearts, they just get so concerned about, yes, mommy, what's wrong? And, and they want to try to make us better. Mm-hmm. And so I think about our child that isn't here. 
would be doing the same thing mm-hmm. a- as our child. It would be like, Mom, <laughs> you know, be happy for me. I know I'm not there, but man, if you could just see this place, you will someday. But man, if you could just know where I am. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a process. It it's is. definitely a process. Mm-hmm. And it's, I keep coming back to the choice mm-hmm. that we can choose our perspective if we're going to remain in the darkness and we want to remain in the darkness. And some of it is, I, I, I don't know about you, but for a while, I, I felt like it was just part of my identity that mm-hmm. Becca died, mm-hmm. that I had the child that died. And I would even want to introduce myself as, hi, I'm Laura, my daughter died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, do. that's, that's just, true. it's just who you are. Mm-hmm. And so to get to that point where the death of our child isn't our identity. Yeah, it doesn't define us. No. Yeah, and I think that's a really healthy... Um, at some point we get to that because the hard part at the beginning is every single thing that we encounter filters through my child died, my child died, my child died, Joel's not here. Mm -hmm. Um, And everything filters through that. But at some point that ceases to be um, and we, it it isn't what defines us. It's just a part of who we are. And um, sometimes it's an important piece of introducing ourselves because we know that that's going to be powerful for somebody else to hear. Um, But most of the time, you know, that that isn't what defines us. Mm -hmm. You know, who we are in Jesus is what defines us. Yes, yes. Um, And to be able to understand that, yes, this is part of the experience, just like I'm divorced and I'm a pastor. Those things are part of the journey I've been on to define Mm -hmm. who I am. But that definition is all through um, the eyes of God, Mm -hmm. um, not through the eyes of the people around me. And that's hard. You know, those are things that you work into as you get. Yes process as you process in the mm. journey you're on you know mm-hmm. it, it takes time for mm-hmm. you to do that and just like it takes time for you to have that realization like you said that I think I'm going to be okay you know <laughs> I mean the, at mm-hmm. some point we all have that aha moment okay I, I, I actually kind of went through a day where I, it was kind of normal mm-hmm. um, you know I, I didn't I didn't even cry today you know and mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people it's I, I mean I remember one who's now a precious friend, but early in this process, she was like, well, that's fine for you. And I'm glad you got there, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I ever will. Yeah. I've heard that many Mm -hmm. times, many, many times. And, and that's okay because Mm -hmm. that's who you are right now. And And we didn't think we would, we would, I I was totally, I mean, even though I knew, like I said, the seed of hope was in me and all that, I just still didn't see myself getting to that point where I wanted to live again. That's right. And it doesn't make sense in our, we even know in our head it doesn't make sense Mm because most of us have other children to live for. That's right. We have a spouse. We have, no, it's not. And (laughs) even in our head, we know it's not rational, Mm -hmm. but that's just how we feel. And you can't change that. How you feel is how you feel. And, And I think you have to embrace that, but you also have to recognize that that isn't rational and know in the long term of this, no, I don't want to take my life. No, I don't want to die because I want to live for the children Mm -hmm. who need me right now. Um, Joel no longer needs me. Um, He's in heaven and Jesus is taking care of him for me. And, Mm -hmm. and so I live in that hope, but I, I just couldn't imagine living without him. Um, well, today I can't imagine even thinking like that mm-hmm. um, because that's as foreign to me as thinking I was going to get better was to me in that moment. Um, it's it's why it's a journey. And, you know, I, I would I would never tell anybody, don't think that way. That's not right because mm-hmm. it's okay. Yes. It's how it's your journey and it's how you think. 
Um, but I think we have to really watch because suicide is a big deal yes. um, in our circle. And so this club we're in, this that's mm-hmm. a real thing. And um, we have to be very careful that as we're ministering and, and talking to people that we're listening um, because there are, there are many um, that have lost their lives because of yes. this grief. And um, so I, I'm always listening for those red flags when I'm talking to, especially to a new mom that has just lost a child. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that's a, that's, it's really sometimes easy to go over that edge and not come back. Right. And, and it just takes it. that one time that works. Right. I mean, just that one moment of desperation where you really don't mm-hmm. think you can make it. And, but, but um, hold on, pain eases. Yeah. We're, we're telling you it right. will get better. Yeah. It, it will get better. And it's, it's worth, you'll have to fight for it. I mean, you will. That's right. You will. You've got to go through it. But you it's go worth around it. it or no. under it. You've got to go through it. But it's worth it. It's and worth I think it. sometimes when, when that thought comes, you know, like I said, introducing, hey, I'm Laura, my child died, to start saying the opposite, my child lived. Mm-hmm. My child lived. And even I've heard the question even recently about if you knew that you were only going to have Joel for five years, would you say, no, God, don't give him to me? I don't want him then? Not a chance. No. Not a chance. No. I would live through every second of that in order to have experienced him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So so that's one of those perspectives when you start thinking that mm-hmm. whole thing, my child died, start thinking, but my child lived. He lived. And, and he or she mattered. And I have to live so that I can make sure mm-hmm. people know that my child's life mattered and my child lived. Right. Because who else is going to carry on the legacy and the memory of your child and honor your child? Yep, I'm the keeper of his memory. Yes, yes, exactly. So I think that's a good note to end on. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll just go ahead and call this a day for this episode. And Lynn, we'll talk to you next week. All right. (laughs) Now it's time for our weekly birthday segment. Today we have... Joey Figueroa, his birthday is July 23rd, and Joey is forever 39. There is Claire Rebecca. She was born on July 27th, and Claire is forever five years old. And then we have Dane Sturm, who was born on July 29th, and he is forever 21. So these families, we celebrate the day that Joey and Claire and Dane came into the world and into your lives. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced to all of our listeners, we would love to do that. Just go to gpshope.org birthdays which will take you to the form to submit the information. I'll also have a link to that in the show notes. I started out this podcast by talking about going to Lynn's Conference for Grieving Moms and how I left there feeling such a measure of healing that I wasn't expecting that I decided that I had to start hosting my own events. Well, we've had a couple of one-day conferences, and at the taping of this podcast, GPS Hope has its first full weekend retreat planned for October 18th through the 20th, and this is 2019. It's going to be a time of being ministered to, body, soul, and spirit. It's a beautiful cabin. 
and there's only room for 12 parents. So if you are interested on getting more information, go to gpshope.org slash retreat. Any future retreats we do will be at this same URL. So no matter how long ago this was recorded from the time you are listening, you can go to that URL and check it out to see when and where more weekend retreats are planned. That's gpshope.org slash retreat. We also hold occasional one-day conferences, and I speak at bereaved parents' conferences and events around the nation. So those are more opportunities where we could meet up. I love to meet listeners to this podcast, and obviously you can spend a day hanging out with other bereaved parents and get hope and encouragement, you can check out our event calendar on the GPS Hope website under the Resources tab. We also post our events on the GPS Hope Facebook page. So either of those, you can find other conferences and events and other places to connect with us where we will be. If you want to know how to contact Lynn Breeden, there will be links in the show notes to either email her or how to connect with her ministry morning to dancing. The show notes are at gpshope.org slash podcast slash 14. Or you can just go to the website, gpshope.org, click on the podcast tab and find episode 14. And you'll find all the information there. I also just want to remind you that as a charitable organization, we are listener supported. If you would like to be part of helping GPS Hope support grieving parents around the nation, you can do that by giving a special gift or with monthly support. Just once again, go to gpshope.org, click on the Donate tab at the top of the page. Every dollar helps, so thank you so very much. And please remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.